0: Hi, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Pixel Hunt. A special, spooky, scary episode of Pixel Hunt as we are coming to you live from uh, Care UI, the IMU, uh, the Iowa Memorial Union, on October 31st, 2018. This scary night of nights to talk about all things video game, from video game crit- critiques to controversies to news. Welcome. Thanks for coming in. Take a seat, if you dare. Uh, joining me in the studio, as they normally do, are my esteemed co-host, Mr. Michael Carl. The, the scariest person here. Followed, of course, nice. by Mr. James Baker.
1: Stay safe, this geheimnis
0: kids. Yes. Watch. This geheimnis knocked. Oh, my. Uh, and new, fresh-faced... Right off the street, co-host Mr. Tyler Dur. Hi, Tyler. Glad to spook.
1: <laughs> we literally picked him up as we were driving over here. That's just correct. Like he he hit with the he hit the hood of the car, and we just dragged him off and brought right. him up to the studio. You okay. want those
2: spooky vibes? Yeah, I'm playing when it. Smashed through a windshield. <laughs> the spookiest vibes, like as a he, deer. He, like a d- we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't want him to report the incident, so we dragged him in here to do the show with us. Exactly, and that's
0: what it's all about here on Pixel Hunt—literally taking anyone off the street who has half of a pulse, uh, and uh, yeah, and just putting them in front of a microphone. But enough about the inner workings of this show. Uh, first off, happy Halloween, guys! Happy Halloween! Are you guys doing anything special for the occasion?
2: This? Yeah. yeah, this radio show that we do
0: every Wednesday that we just so happen to coordinate to be on this day, of course. Uh, we will start most things as we normally do with a reading of the new releases. So, Diablo Three: the Eternal Collection, is coming out on Switch on November 2nd. Uh, Taiko no Tatsuin, Tatsujin, Drum and Fun, is coming to the Switch on November 2nd, as is Taiko no Tatsujin, Drum Session for the PS4 on November 2nd, uh, Deracine is coming to the PSVR on November 6th, and that is a very interesting game. It is uh, is an upcoming story adventure game from Sony Interactive Entertainment, SIE Japan Studio, From Software, and Hidetaka Miyazaki, known for their collaboration on Bloodborne... Uh, Taking the role as an unseen fairy in a secluded boarding school, the player moves around in frozen time, collecting various bits of information that serve to unfold an overarching mystery. It's a new take on a classic adventure games and utilizes the PSVR's technology to take gamers on an entirely unique and personal experience. So, uh, honestly, it's like Gates' dream, get to be a little fairy person running around shenanigans, doing a bunch of shenanigans all over the place. It's a shame that he could not be here, but he was dragged off by The Thing. Uh, it has him now.
3: He would be into that, too, so that's okay.
2: Yeah, he'd, he'd be happy. He'd ex- Yeah, I think he accepted it willingly, actually. He- <laughs> that's why take he's not here. Take
3: me. Yeah. Eat me. Um, but, of
0: course, we have those. We have The Forest coming out on November 6th for the PS4. And in the spirit of Halloween, we have Overkill's The Walking Dead coming out on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC also on November 6th, uh, as well as the World of Final Fantasy Maxima, coming out on the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on September 6th. So, a lot of spooktacular games.
3: You mean November 6th?
0: Yeah, November
2: 6th. Okay. What did I say? September.
0: Yep. Spooktacular. Spooktacular. See, I'm already starting to lose my mind, and we've only just begun when you hit
2: those time warps, then it gets spooky. So correct. We, it, it is coming out on September 6th. That's so right. You have to again. walk into the the time warp.
0: The time warp again.
2: Yeah, Back
0: guys, let's just see how many. Yeah, let's do the
2: time warp again. I
1: can't. Let's just see how many. How hon- many
2: times can we do the time warp?
1: Yeah. How many? Well. If I remember correctly, it's got a five-minute debuff that it puts on you every time you do it, and then each person who can cast it has a ten-minute cooldown, so... Yeah. All right, guys, <laughs> yeah. we How oh, long's the radio show? <laughs> That's
0: right, we got an hour and a How half. How many of us are mages? <laughs> I think we could argue that at least two of us are, if not all of us.
3: Uh... Maybe a spell sword here, yeah, but definitely no. not full spellcaster,
0: of course, is any and yeah, just for the just for the heck of it, just for the people at home uh, drawing detailed sketches of this entire show, I am in costume, even though none of you can see it. Uh, I require validation from strangers uh, to you know to ensure that my existence is real. Uh, so I put on a costume for uh, I'm a red blood cell from Cells at Work, which is a great anime, just letting you guys know fantastic you've outed us now that's right i just said that i'm wearing a costume i didn't (laughs) say anything about you guys they can use their imaginations you can you're on the radio you can be wearing whatever costume you want
3: insert the line where i say being me is spooky enough there we go we're fine like
0: you just did well yes ah meta spooky the spookiest spooky (laughs) um truly we are terrifying but not for the reasons that you'd think Uh, and it's this, and it's tonight that I really wanted to gather all of you people together and tell a tale of fear and anguish, terrifying depictions and vistas, horrifying screen-tearing, uh, horror stories from video games past. Uh, I wanted to start this evening off with a couple of ghost stories, if you guys wouldn't mind. Uh... Some depictions. Spin me a yarn of your spookiest game tale. This doesn't have to necessarily be something that scared you in a video game, though that is absolutely welcome. But what is one of the most terrifying experiences you've ever had with a game, meta or otherwise? I can go first, if you guys would like. Uh, I'll never forget when I played, or when Mike convinced me to play Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> a game in which I actually felt hor- I was, It was terrifying. Uh, Because the game does a fantastic job, spoilers by the way for Doki Doki Literature Club, the game does a fantastic job of slowly but surely tweaking just enough to make it seem unnatural but not too noticeable. A glitch here, a dropped, you know, sentence there, uh, you know, oh, I guess my controller or my mouse must have just rolled off the screen and as a result like that option isn't available to me or that's weird i i it seemed like they said something or there was a flash of one of the characters and next thing you know that game gets buck wild uh there's just like there are people uh horrifying depictions uh there's a a sequence and again heavy spoilers if you don't want to hear this quick Cover your ears.
1: Turn your volume all the way down. Turn your volume down thirty seconds.
0: So, like, she, if you choose to romance a specific character, they commit suicide, and you have to stay with the dead body for two days, clicking through, like. Continuing to click through dialogue options in a visual novel as the dead body and blood stains dry and the body begins to decompose as you can only sit there, stare at the blank dead eyes of the character you are trying to romance and just desperately try to push yourself away. It's like being in front of a dead body, but being unable to get away from it. Oh, Oh, God. Uh. It was terrifying. That game like actually instilled a a sincere fear of dread, uh, especially after that happened. And I was, and then we were like, "Pick another girl," and I was like, "I really, I don't want to. I really don't want to pick anyone." And they were like, "Pick someone else," and I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll, I pick them." And it's like too late, and they all. The game just—it it was toying with me like a cat. It's horrifying, so. That's to begin. Any of you gentlemen have something to share?
2: That's a strong start. yeah, and I definitely can't beat it right now. Right now, I'm just trying to think of, since you mentioned screen tearing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the worst, most horrifying glitches I've experienced, but off the top of my head, I can only think of like the funniest.
0: What about the well what about the glitch we experienced?
2: In the Wolf, Wolf Among-, Among Us, that was hilarious. That was that, was, that was not terrifying. It's fair. There are terrifying ones. The the this is very timely. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption the what? first one uh, had the the glitch where there would be NPCs that were that had the animations of animals. Ugh. So there was a snake man, is the most famous. <laughs> oh. you, you can still look this up on YouTube, and it's this red dead redemption npc just twitching on the ground and contorting himself and you see his head is sticking through the ground and it slowly turns up out of the ground and his eyes are bulging out of his skull and yeah just slowly raises and turns toward the camera to stare (laughs) at the player Uh, oh no who's looking through the binoculars and that one's a classic that's amazing
0: Oh my god, that is that is genuinely horrifying. Uh, I'm reminded of the Arno, uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed 5, or Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed 5, in which your character's skin would disappear and the only thing left would be like red lips and like eyes in like...
1: Floating in space. Floating in space yeah. with
0: the hair behind it. Yeah. And it was it looked terrifying. Like, <laughs> that was on release of the game. Uh, and it was one of the scary, it also made the rounds as like the most common thumbnail for every Assassin's Creed Unity-like <laughs> video ever. As the this lipless, eyeless face would stare back at you. Um, terrifying. In its own way. Uh, now for, uh, I don't know, what else is, is relatively spooky? Oh, I know. Uh, Konami's Metal Gear Survive.
3: Just the whole game.
0: The entire game is horrifying because you think, "My God, what have they done to the series? They've destroyed, they've, they've murdered it." And you have you're forced to interact with the game's <laughs> shambling corpses. You poke zombies through a fence with a stick, <laughs> and that is the gameplay. Why would they do that?
2: Yeah it's not it's not just the gameplay it's it's the concept yeah
0: it's the horror that comes yes. with knowing that like the franchise is being driven into a ground by people who are spiting the creator of it
2: yes and just could not care less about that ip right. or its fans
0: uh and you i haven't even gotten to the spookiest part you have to pay extra money for more than two save files that's yeah. a microtransaction ooh yeah
3: So much dread.
0: (laughs) So much despair.
3: Of course. (laughs) Jim, do you have any spooky stories from
1: games? I deliberately try to avoid most horror mechanics and and games that are specifically marketed as horror. Um, So a lot of the things that... A lot of the stories that I can tell that are even a little bit horror-related are mostly about bugs and other meta things, so there's also a lot of comedy there. And, I mean, horror can be funny, too. Uh, um. Oh, God, what was the most horrifying bug? Oh, there we go. Um. So I was doing a, a dungeon in World of Warcraft, which is how, like, 80% of my stories start. Um, <laughs> so I was
0: doing this dungeon.
1: Series. Yeah, I was, I was doing this dungeon, you know? Um, I was doing Stratholm. Okay. No, not Strathholm. Uh, sorry. Ugh, words. Um the other undead one. Um one of those. I'll undead. think of the name in a minute. Anyway, the the basic concept of the dungeon is you're going into this place that used to be a noble's home and has since been turned into an academy for the necromantic arts. Of course. And the last boss of the dungeon is The guy who used to be, like, the head of this noble family, the Barovs. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is... Oh, no. He's not the last boss. He's the second to last boss, usually. The last boss is the headmaster of the school, Dark Master Gandling, who is (laughs) just... Dark Master Gandling. Dark Master Gandling, yeah. (laughs) He is is a necromancer. Um, He is... He, he hits really hard for a guy who's wearing cloth and wielding a, a really big stick with a candelabra on top. Oh my God, that sounds um, amazing. And so he... He, like, will randomly target one member of the party and beam them into a side room. Okay. And all of the side rooms, like, the the... Boss arena you fight him in is this big squarish room with a balustrade that runs all the way around the top. And there are like six doors out of this room that lead into small side rooms. Okay. Okay. He beams one person out into a side room, spawns a bunch of mobs in there with them, and they have to fight their Ah. way to the door to unlock it so that they can rejoin the fight. Oh, that's really cool. He splits the party. He splits the party purposely. And if he splits off your healer, you are in deep, deep doo-doo.
0: Yeah, that's like it's every uh, RPG's worst nightmare. Yeah. Split the
1: party. Um, So he, at one point, beamed one of us not all the way into the room. Mm. Like, I don't know exactly what happened or how this bug occurred, but I was beamed into a door. Okay. And I couldn't interact with the door because all of the, the zombies that had been spawned to stop me were still alive. And you have to kill them all before you can interact with the door to unlock it. Oh, no. But I couldn't hurt them because I was stuck in the door and the door was obstructing my line of sight because my characters, like... Point in space was technically in the door. Right, so you can shoot. And so I couldn't out. do anything oh. out either side of the door. So the zombies came over and mauled me to death. Oh. I could not move or kite them or escape in any fashion. Right. Uh, and I died, and then my party wiped. Um, oh. It wasn't really horror <laughs> in that sense, just frustration. Deep, deep annoyance and frustration. That's actually, that is kind of terrifying. I was just uh, like, here we're gonna screw up the mechanics so badly that you just have nothing to do but die and
0: watch. My my favorite part of video games is when the the literal mechanics of the game are designed to fight you, even like the 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 rendering, the world, the entire game is out to get you. Pathologic. Pathologic. A game built on the pre uh, on the premise that like, hey, you know how you enjoy all these things in games or like. Hey, you know how it's normally pretty easy to do this stuff in a video game? Not anymore. Have fun.
2: Yeah. You get none of the typical gameplay experiences you'd expect or even want, and it's not a fun game at all. I can't even describe it that way. (laughs) How would you
0: describe
2: (laughs) it? I'd describe it as really dread and anxiety inducing. As you would. Which is effective. It's very immersive. Feebly attempt to combat
0: a disease that. Definitely has the advantage.
2: Yes. Yeah. Because you have really clunky controls. You're walking around a town where everyone speaks in poorly translated Russian. (laughs) So it's it's very eloquent, very negative, and very political. And makes no sense. And no one speaks straight to you whatsoever. And many times throughout playing that, I was like, why am I playing this game? It was kind of horrifying in that way. (laughs) Because you're like, what am I
0: doing here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: just have an existential crisis as I realize I've put, you know, 30 hours into this game, walking back and forth in this town, feeling completely hopeless, like I understand nothing. And that's why that game's effective. But it definitely fights you in in the gameplay department. You're not going to have a good time. (laughs) So. I had a friend recently who picked up Pathfinder Kingmaker
1: and shared it with me on Steam. And I've been having some serious issues with this game, not because the actual gameplay is particularly difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It can be if you, like, crank the difficulty up, but I haven't done that. The real issue that I have with this game is, like, the name of the game is Kingmaker. They're going to make you a king. So they give you this barony that you're supposed to manage, and they give you this interface with which you're supposed to manage it, but they don't give you any idea of, like, oh, no. how this is supposed to work. Like, what do you have to do to advance your barony? They give you goals that say, unlock the the all of the advisor slots and open up all of the different barony statistics. But they don't actually tell you how to do that ever. Oh, good. And so I'm just, like, advancing random things as fast as I can. And it turns out that what you need to do, which they never spell out anywhere... Is advance all of your barony statistics roughly in line with one another? Because if they get out of balance, people get panicked and start rioting. Oh no! So my uh. barony is rioting against me. Um, it is totally possible if you like if your barony gets too out of control for you to just non standard failure state lose the game. Oh, I'll no matter like- how well your characters you know geared and how well they're completing all their combat objectives they pull a democracy 3 and they're just like you were assassinated you you just lose it's not even you were assassinated it's just oh your barony rebelled you're you're done game over sucks to be you wow um and when you when you start hitting these lower states of public order all of your advisors who you're using to like complete missions for your barony to make things better are penalized. Yes, of course. So every time you... Like, if you dip even a little bit, it become It It starts this slippery cycle of unrecoverable failure.
0: I love that. I really love it when games make it harder for you to come back and then put you at this. They're like, oh, we noticed you had some difficulty with that level. Try this harder one. What
1: and... A, what about this? It's just, it's been an absolute nightmare. I've had, I've reloaded like four different times just to get to a point where I'm only, my citizens are only rioting rather oh, than you. actively rebelling. They're only rioting. Woo. But I can't, I can't pull them out of it because none of my people can complete missions because the rioting is penalizing them so hard. Oh man, that's it's, actually... It's really, really awful. There are certain... And I've uh, just kind of given up on the game.
0: There are certain war games that do that, too, where it's like, you're like, well, I need enough resources to build the... Like, I don't have enough houses for these units, so I need to build more houses. But in order to build these houses, I need to have more units to collect more resources, but I can't collect those resources because I don't have enough units.
1: I can't build enough houses. Yeah. That, that cycle of failure uh-huh. lock is like <sighs> the... I I stopped playing the other night and came down to watch you guys play Danganronpa because I had realized that as awful as watching Danganronpa can be for my mental state... It's better to be in a room with you guys watching you play a game that you enjoy oh. than it is for me to be up in my room banging my head against a thing <laughs> that is literally just rubbing my nose in my own failure.
0: Oh, my God. See, that's a, that's a
3: complete, that's the worst type of horror. Well, oh, my God. I appreciate you wanting to join us, Jim.
1: It's, I like hanging out with you guys. This just Danganronpa makes me sad. Yeah, Jing- it's all yeah. about people murdering one another. I'll be honest, yeah.
0: Danganronpa makes me sad too. It, it yeah. inevitably makes you sad. Uh, and like every time they unveil a body, you have that tightness in your chest where you're like, please don't be please don't be me please don't be me you.
1: Ah, uh, good, it's not me or, or translation, people that you care about. Right. Correct. Please don't be the character that I love.
0: AKA, please don't be my waifu and/or husbando. Gonta i'm sorry husbando is that a thing yes
1: the male term okay it's
0: you you got your anime waifu and your anime husbando well good to know because we got yeah both of the terms we're all inclusive here
3: i still have a scary story regarding video games what is that uh
0: what is your story
3: tyler a long time ago when i was a teenager i would go hang out with my cousin all the time and after a while it ended up being like midnight i'd be like hey cool if I stay the night here, and of course it was no big deal. So I ended up staying the night, and we would stay up till like six in the morning, most of the time playing horror games. Nice. Well, he would play horror games while I watched, because (laughs) I... As you clasped a pillow. Yeah, I cannot handle horror games at all. I am too chicken. Yeah, join the club. I'm
0: I'm right there with you.
3: I finally decided to man up and try a horror game of his one night, Oh. and it was Silent Hill 2. (laughs)
2: The best horror game of all time. We,
3: I it was within an hour in, and I was moving so horribly slow because I'm like the whole time I'm like shaking. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, something's gonna happen. Oh god! And then I walk up into this hallway that's like dimly lit. I think it was a hospital or something. I don't oh, remember. Probably an
2: apartment building. Yeah. If you didn't play that long, please keep going. Yeah. I we'll, don't remember yeah.
3: exactly, but. All of a sudden, I heard a crashing near the stairs, and then, like, this thing come flying down the stairs, and I screamed the most feminine scream I had ever screamed. I paused the game as I'm hyperventilating, sitting there, like, with my hands in my face, like, (sighs) as he's laughing maniacally at me, as I finally unpause the game, only to learn that it was a wheelchair thrown (laughs) down the stairs. Oh, oh
2: man! Yeah, a wheelchair?
3: Yeah, I was. Does
2: I was that f- happen in the game, Mike? You? No, it doesn't. All I right. could have. Well, it maybe, was one maybe of the. it was four. I think that might happen in four.
3: It or... was one of the Silent Hills. Okay, that's all I know. Do you I don't what, remember now.
2: Do you remember
0: what
3: you were playing it on? A PlayStation two or three? I don't remember.
2: Would have been PS two if it was two, three, or four.
3: Hmm. It's probably a PS two then.
2: But yeah, it doesn't matter. That might happen in in three or four.
3: Okay, terrifying, spooky.
0: what they they are
2: they are all scary, but worth it usually, except for four. Four sucks.
0: The why? Why is four so bad? Why does four suck? Yeah, I've explained this to you.
2: That's that's a whole that's oh. a whole thing. That that game's control scheme and and camera angles is horrifying <laughs> its protagonist is horrifyingly bland oh no
0: it's, not it's, it's horrifyingly bland speaking
3: yeah. of bad control schemes mike yeah you want to tell us about what you think of red dead's control schemes? that's
0: true uh two of our we've we we have red dead redemption 2 at the house uh and mike you've been playing it a bit
2: rockstar needs to fix their control schemes <laughs> <But> mike <laughs> they need to do it it's been good <laughs> it's since about time. gta one <laughs> Yeah, since, yeah, what Vice City, I mean, they have the same control schemes, and you have to hold four buttons at once to talk to someone on your horse? It's ridiculous. Come on. Seriously. you
1: Just, you just ta- press a button to talk.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. Press F it, to pay they, And th- this sure. this is a whole yeah. nother discussion, but to get briefly into it, Uh, So far, it's a great game, and I'm really impressed, and it, it looks beautiful, but they have to sacrifice a lot of gameplay intuitiveness and just natural movement because of the painstaking animations that they put into this game. Because you have, say, even if you're just walking as the main character, if you want to turn around, you essentially have to wait for an entire animation to end of the character turning around before you regain control. And you feel that. You can feel that. And it's just because they wanted it to look really cinematic and beautiful, and it does, and the character looks very natural, but at the same time, your movement on the controller does not, because ultimately, it doesn't really match up with the direction you're moving the stick.
0: Right. And, and you actually, I remember you bringing this up, where it's like, it's not a one-to-one, where back in the day, when you wanted to turn around with a character, it would immediately turn around. Uh, instead in Red Dead the character like has to take really big bulky steps and walk
1: around
2: yeah turn it, around oh. turn around entirely and that's that's the animation that you're waiting for it's, have they
1: seriously never heard of a heel turn no
2: not even a quick one well that's the thing it's like but the but you animation. wouldn't do a heel turn all the time right I, I, I get why they're doing it but it, it's a really uncomfortable line it's it's that they it's walk
1: painstakingly, it's painstakingly they what is it? it it's a really uncomfortable curve yeah, they walk. It's, it's a really uncomfortable
2: long animation. Right. to turn around. They
0: all of the animations in that game are like beautifully crafted, but entirely too long. Yeah, but beautifully crafted, like yeah. really well done. You can tell a lot of work went into them. It's also. But it was, oh my
3: god, it's just a shame you can't change the cursor of the uh, the uh, not the iron sights uh, the the reticle on yeah the, the reticle. The reticle. You can't see it if they're not, like, it's within five feet from you. Also, it
0: doesn't help when you're fighting in the snow on a completely white background with yeah. a white reticle. With a white reticle. <laughs> you're like, where? What? Yeah. What am I pointing at? It's,
2: it's it's bad everywhere, though. Yeah. Because you're always kind of pointing at the sky, the sky somewhere. Right. And when it's against the sky, you can't see anything.
1: Well, that's good. That's really good. Just one random white pixel among dozens of other mostly white pixels. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Spooky pixel hunt.
1: It's um, where you have to find a ghost in a
0: big cloud. Um, that's
1: what's terrifying. Hunting for ghosts in a fog bank. Oh man, it's like needles in a haystack. Yeah,
0: or needles in a needle stack.
1: That's or needles in bloody. a
0: hay
2: or hay in the needle stack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hay
0: in the needle stack. That find the hay yeah. in bloody. the needle
1: stack. I, although the, honestly, that sounds easier because hay at least would stand out. Sure. I don't know how I don't much. know. Have fun jumping into that needle stack. <laughs> yeah. uh, who said anything about jumping in? I'm going to go get me a pitchfork. That's... <laughs> Pitching needles. I'm going to pitchfork my needles. Uh,
0: so, guys... We, we have to come, we have to stop for a moment and discuss something truly terrifying and ubiquitous. The only thing, something that has killed more people in the history of man than anything else. Diabetes. The weather. No, it's the weather. The weather. The weather. Currently in Iowa City, it's 47 degrees Fahrenheit, but gentlemen, on this night of All Hallows' Eve, what does it feel like? anybody
1: anybody step up step right up 46 46 um i know i'm wrong but i'm gonna go with it anyway because it's halloween and you know demons roaming the earth and all that nonsense so 60 66
0: nice it's a that's a, a good standby 50 51 oh well done tyler Ooh. <laughs> the spookiest <laughs> it's so spooky Congratulations! Yes, the real feel is fifty-one degrees, and uh, it looks like Thursday is going to be partly sunny. Friday is going to be cloudy. Saturday is going to have showers, and Sunday is going to have rain. Oh man, we don't get to shower until Saturday.
1: That's that is right. spooky.
0: No showers until Saturday. Um,
3: that would be hor- That's truly horrifying. Can't do that. What's truly horrifying is the fact that I am too short to successfully use our shower the correct way. What? <laughs> You kidding me right now? I'm being serious. When I use the shower upstairs, I'm so close to the wall of the shower, I have no maneuvering room, and it is humiliating every time. Why would you... I, All right. I, can't, I can't move the nozzle any lower. It literally won't.
2: Truly the plight of the middle class. <laughs> First world oh. problems, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my <laughs> goodness.
3: I'm so sorry to hear that. It's okay, I'm just vertically challenged.
0: We could could get, like, one of those plastic stools. Would you like something to stand (laughs) on?
3: Only if you get me life alert, too, when I inevitably slip and fall and break my neck in the shower. Uh, If you break your neck, I don't think you're going to need life alert. (laughs) Truly spooky. Well, at least get me a wheelchair. Yes. Oh, God, wait, no, not the wheelchairs. Not again. Not, yeah, <laughs> <alarm> that's <laughs> no.
0: Knowing that, I'm going to put a wheelchair upstairs in the dark hallway and then throw it down the stairs. No, at me. I'm just it's, no, gonna no, be it's just going to camp
1: you. there until one night Luna in her rush to get away from a loud noise or some random thing knocks it over that's the cat. and then it comes cascading down the stairs with a panicking yowling cat. Of course. <laughs> Spooky.
3: I can hear it now. Her squealing as hard as she
1: can. And
0: like
3: the softest meow. ah. It's like,
0: ah. As the the wheelchair (laughs) comes bounding down. (laughs) The worst ghost in history. Our house is probably haunted, though. On a more serious note. It actually probably is.
3: Yeah, it's haunted by the spider in my room. That's right. <laughs> that I've been too chicken to handle for the last five nights. Are you kidding me? Well, actually, me? I did sleep in my room last night. But oh, I oh, my God. did take up residence on that couch for like three or four nights. Oh,
1: my God. I, I'd come wow. downstairs in the morning to go to work and to just, you know. Tyler's? Tyler on the couch. God, yeah.
3: What? It's a spider. Dude, it you was did not really see. a really big spider. You did not see the size of this thing. But and also, kill it. No. First, I don't know where it went. And also, the fact that I've seen it multiple times only in my room leads me to believe it's only ever in my room somewhere. Ah, I don't know about
2: that. And really? The average human being swallows at least eight spiders. Mike, in you their get their out of lifetime. here with your bogus statistics. Well, no,
3: like, annually, people around the world swallow around 42 copies of Shrek on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty spooky. That one's actually true. That yeah, one's that's not a, made that, up. that is a Mine true. Mine was made up.
0: <laughs> that one, on the other hand, completely true. So, yeah, really did you
3: know that Shrek is Swahili for good movie? <laughs> did I did not know, know that.
2: Know that. <laughs> can we? Can we stop? Think, <laughs> all right. I think we have to. I think we have to give credit for that one. Yeah, yeah those are was... those are
0: from a, a, a comedy writer. I yeah, do definitely. not know his name.
3: It was
2: Keaton Patty. Yes, Keaton Patty.
0: Congratulations yeah. to Keaton Patty for writing some hilarious snapple. Thing. You made a good yes. funny. This is a good funny, real. We 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 here at Pixel Hunt have our fair share of uh, chuckle booms and smile gags and guffaws. And guffaws. Um. So yeah, this horror. That's I don't know. It's pretty horrifying, but I I think you guys bring up a good point at least that. Horror does not necessarily have to be something that scares us. It can be something as innocuous as a wheelchair or a horrifying game glitch in which you're shoved into a door space. And uh, cannot act. And cannot act. The inability to act is truly terrifying.
3: Or in Danganronpa 2, when you turn around and all of a sudden, literally all your choices are ripped away from you as you're stuck trying to enter the door, but there is no more door. That's right. Oh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: And you realize you have to go back 20 minutes of visual novel button pressing. Oh, boy. Isn't that a lovely feeling? It's a great feeling. It's real good. Especially when you lose progress in a visual novel. Because it's like, oh, man, I can't
3: wait to make it all the way back. For me to skip all this dialogue.
1: Exactly. So. Sculomance. S- that was the name of the dungeon. There we
2: go. Got it now. <laughs> Knew I'd remember it eventually. There we go.
1: <laughs> the spooky
0: skeletons of Sculomance.
1: Um, Sculomance. Oh, s C H O L O. Not Sculomance. Sculomance. Yes. I see. I see. Shivers
3: down your spine.
0: That's right. Spooky, scary little skeletons. Um, and so, part of the. Second half of the show that I wanted to bring up to you, fine gentlemen, is uh, we're going to get into the realm of speculation, a place where anything is possible. You don't know up from down, left from right. Things can become other things. Welcome to the Speculation Zone. It's basically, I would like to ask you guys a couple of uh, questions of where you think Horror will goer. What what kind of an experience do you think would scare you the most in a video game? Why? Like what? It, what? It, what is the best way that fear can be uh, wrought upon gamers?
3: Virtual reality.
0: Yes, I think virtual reality is one of them. Not just any virtual reality, though. I'd look to one PT or playable teaser uh, that was initially going to be the Guillermo del Toro. Uh, collaboration uh, on Silent Hill uh, that did not get made, but the teaser involved uh, a baby uh, like looking into a dark bathroom at a sink full of blood as a baby cries, uh, a phone call that doesn't lead to anything, and uh, a fridge suspended in midair, all of which somehow managed to be incredibly horrifying for what was essentially a 10 to 15 minute playable teaser for a game turned into something uniquely scary and i i do think that p that uh vr i think that is one of the, the we talked about vr a while ago but i believe that that that's one of the main uh, appeals for it that horror can become this monolith of a genre on vr well i mean what's scarier than actually not than not being able to like of having something be able to get really close to your eyes
3: be careful asking me that for i will most likely give a ridiculous answer
0: bring it on now see give me your most ridiculous i've, I've answer.
3: warned you so now i can't so you're gonna have to give me a couple minutes to come up with something truly ridiculous all right then
2: i we'll um, live up to that well I, see now the pressure's on that's right
3: <laughs> we're all we're all
0: we all want to hear it we're all we're all waiting tyler Sure. And that's the spookiest part, is the, uh, is the, what is it, the desire to not let anyone down. That's what's really scary. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> jeez. Yeah.
0: Horrifying.
3: I wasn't ready for this horror tonight. That's
0: right. The horror of the public eye. Um, the good old I, Panopticon. That's right. I, uh, but I, I, I think we can look to a couple of, of recent horror games that really hit the mark. Uh, like uh, The Evil Within 2 which managed to pivot uh, the series and create what was essentially like a really, from what I saw at least, a really endearing, fun, horror action series in the second game, as opposed to a terrifying, boring slog in the first game.
3: Weren't we just talking about this earlier, Mike? Well, the we evil, were. The yeah. Evil
2: Within? just talking about how I haven't played 2 yet and have heard really good things, mm-hmm. but the first game was one I had a really hard time enjoying.
0: It's it's quite difficult to like. The and again, it's one of the, again, as we discussed before, the horror in that game does not lie in, you know, the the actual scares, but rather having to go through it.
2: Yeah, having to play it, mixing up its priorities, which it tries to be a callback to early survival horror with Resident Evil and especially Resident Evil 4 and Uh, A lot of Silent Hill symbolism thrown in there, but in Evil Within, it doesn't actually mean anything. Right. And it doesn't know whether it wants to be more of a third-person actioner like Resident Evil 4, even though that was still also kind of a horror game, or be a survival horror and limit your ammo... So there are points where it puts you in a big arena with a bunch of enemies. And a ton like of Resident ammo. Evil Four. No. And no ammo. Oh. Okay. Because ammo drops are random. Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh the the right it's right. Every single ammo drop is random.
2: Yeah. So, so it you, gives you it gives you the amount of ammo you'd get in a survival horror without the option that you usually get in a survival horror of avoiding enemy encounters. Yeah. And playing smartly and oh. fighting only what you need to. And so it was just it was just a mess. And then uh, so thematically, you, like the the, the story uh, was complete nonsense. It was nigh
0: incomprehensible.
2: Yeah, and in terms of visuals, it was the garbage bin technique, <laughs> which we've talked about before, where all the developers sat around a conference table. They set a garbage bin in the center of it. And uh, um, now I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Shinji Mikami, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. broke your game, Shinji Mikami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shinji Shinji Mikami (laughs) is just like, all right, everyone, just just write down all the ideas you have on a piece of paper, crumple them up, and just throw them in the garbage can. Uh, And uh, they dumped them out. He didn't even look at them. And he's like, we're using all of them. And they did. And they did. And that's why it's like a twenty-hour game, and it's way too long, and it has every single idea they throw like, up thrown okay, in there. Okay, we got. I out.
1: believe the term you're looking for is bloated dumpster fire. That's it correct. Is. It is very much
2: yeah. so.
0: It, it it's was like just, what? Yeah. Are, zombies? Okay. A uh, man with a safe on his head. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's a little derivative, but we'll fix <laughs> <No>, that. Uh, <laughs> Silent Hill? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone just wrote Silent Hill? Yeah, Question just, mark. Yeah.
3: And just the most frustrating thing about the game, in my opinion, because I didn't make it that far, was how Mike said, all a- all ammo drops are random. So, you know, you have to, like, conserve ammo. But you can't kill things without ammo, pretty much. You can't really just, like, smack things real hard. But then they introduce invisible enemies.
0: <laughs>
2: I love those. Those yeah. are good. To be fair, Resident Evil 4 had those, too. Sort of. Right. And Resident Evil 5 did, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those are Those are common. But... Yeah, I don't know. And and I remember also they tried to do the Resident Evil thing where headshots only had a chance of right. instant killing. So that works in the first few Resident Evil games. Right. Well, actually, and in 4. Because, again, you can run past the enemies or otherwise, in the case of 4, have enough ammo to kill them regardless. But in Evil Within, you have many areas where you have to kill everything in the area so it's like oh well uh good luck shoot him in the head doesn't work then you have to shoot him 40 more times and then you don't have any ammo and then you're out of ammo nice so it was not an enjoyable experience
0: we are going to have to take a quick word but we are going to be right back after this to discuss more on the evil within
2: but we'll be right back Support for UI is brought to you in part by The Broken Spoke. They offer new and used bicycles, cycling accessories, and also service all kinds of bikes. They can be found in Iowa City at their new address, 757 South Gilbert Street. For more information, visit thebrokenspoke.com or call 319-338-8900. Truly spokey.
0: Spokey. spooky! Uh,
3: oh my goodness!
0: Uh, oh, we're going deeper.
3: Get this man a metal. Yeah,
0: punny metal, me around,
3: right? Definitely. Um, and the Warcraft references, s- but yes, that's what I do.
0: Absolutely, to uh, like that, and I do. I distinctly remember them being like, "All right, so, uh, well, what's the what's the story? Okay, uh, the uh, there's this guy, Ruvik, and like, uh, reality is falling apart around you, but you." have to go find these people in this dude's mind. And they managed to take the concept of going into a madman's psyche and fighting, like, his demons and turned it into the most ridiculous, nonsensical slogfest ever.
3: Well, of course it'd be, like, ridiculous and nonsensical. He's psycho. Right. Well, no, not
0: in a, it's not even psycho in a good way. It's like, I didn't know that Ruvik, uh, his psyche includes, like, over long sections of tons of enemies. He's got the most boring psyche ever.
2: Yeah, and also just scatterbrained and and random, which to some degree it would be. But just thinking of, it's actually kind of like Observer, which is also sort of a horror game. Oh, we did? Yeah, we we started
0: Observer. Oh my god, I
2: completely forgot about that game. Yeah. Oh man. So diving into people's minds... Especially the, the minds of the mentally shattered right. is, is it's inter- itself, yeah, is itself a a scary concept, but you have to have their mind have some sort of consistency, exactly. even though they're insane or whatever. There has to be some sort of symbolic relevance to their trauma. There has to be some sort of There needs to be
1: some sort of internal logic. It doesn't have to mesh with the outside world. In fact, it probably shouldn't mesh with the no, outside no, world. And that's, yeah. But it needs to be internally consistent enough that the player can follow along right. in some fashion. And
0: the problem with the evil within one is that like it's all one guy. And none of it's consistent at all. There are sections that like, okay, that take place in like a ruined city we uh, where a bunch of with a bunch of offices and buildings but then there's a medieval town and then there's an estate and there are catacombs and I uh, what? there's yeah. a giant dog yeah.
2: I guess a giant spider lady it's giant it's, spider lady it's that's right I forgot about nonsense that.
1: bloated yeah.
0: dumpster fire
2: Bloated dumpster fire
0: absolutely <laughs> yeah
1: spooky so I actually had something that I wanted to bring up please um I don't know... I don't think this game was actually originally intended as horror, but hearing about it... I never played the game. Hearing about it, the concept freaked the bejesus out of me. Um, There... It was a... And I know one of you will get this once I start describing it. It was a shooter where you were, I believe, a U.S. soldier somewhere in the Middle East, and you're going on mission after mission after mission after mission, and then somewhere late in the game, you get told... To disperse a crowd.
2: Spec Ops. Is this Spec Ops? Spec Ops, the line,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah. Oh. And suddenly the entire narrative shifts on you and you realize you've been the villain the whole time. My goodness. Um, It's a great game. My goodness. We've talked about that, that here. Like that shift, that paradigm shift, as like going from. I am the hero to, Oh God, what have I done? Right. I think that's a tool that we could get some serious mileage out of I'd in interest- our media. Yeah. Okay. Um. I, I would like to see more games explore that a little bit. And even maybe from the other direction, um, having the players go from, um, from villain to hero or see the villain go from villain to hero with that paradigm shift. Mm. Um I I just I like the idea of seeing not that, you know, the villain is redeemable, but that the villain was never actually a villain. They just you assumed that because they were against you and yeah. you weren't examining your own ideals and methods closely enough.
3: Wow, just like Overlord. That is a great game.
0: I'm kidding, of course, because in that game you are arguably the
3: villain. No, so you, much, are, you are you are Sauron. That's almost exactly what you are, but with little Pikmin buddies. Right.
0: And which means that, like, let's think about that critically, shall we? The real monster is Captain Olimar. That horrifying colonial influence that not only corrupts the Pikmin and orders them around for his own material gain, but also destroys the wildlife of the planet, stripping it of its resources and
3: treasure. That's okay. He's still my main in Smash.
0: The true, you monster!
3: Ugh. <laughs> hey, that's fine. You can't beat me, boy. <laughs> I'll see you on the court, buddy. We'll settle this later, then. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll little mac you right into the
0: ceiling. I.
1: You won't. Din's fire will do for you all. Thank you very much. Yeah.
0: All right. Ben. What about you, Mike?
2: I play Yoshi sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I can say. What are you looking at, buddy?
0: I play Yoshi. Oh, uh, Yoshi, maybe. <laughs> Repeated B down. Yeah. For the
1: win.
2: It's a good. And then a proceeds Down's to like
0: style on someone.
2: Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. Eat,
0: eat him and pull him out. Make him a, make him a little egg. Uh, that does sound terrifying. But I, I do see what you, what, like, Captain Olimar's spin. <laughs> oh. no, Captain Olimar's
1: just a ridiculous capitalist Yes <laughs> Scary Terrifying Olimar Ooh. the imperialist
0: <laughs> The horrifying imperialist Captain Olimar
3: If you know from the point of view of the Pikmin That game is a horror game Definitely He's constantly ordering them around to go like Die for his cause That's right
4: <laughs> mm. Pretty
3: brutal. Mm. Then again, how exactly how much sentience and sapience do these Pikmin even have? A
0: significant amount that they have motherships that they can return to that
1: go into low orbit. Yeah. They have orbit technology. But like, if you can make uh, orbit, you gotta be pretty much fully sentient. They're like
0: organisms that like are pretty advanced. They know how to coordinate
3: and work in groups. Well, now, hold on. What scientific evidence do you have to support your claims? Oh, my
0: goodness. Next thing you know, you're going to be telling me that we can determine their like intellectual capabilities based on the flowers on their heads. Get out of here, Tyler, and your scary pseudoscience. Facts don't care about your feelings. Ooh. Maybe they were born <laughs>
2: in orbit with the, sh- the ships. Yeah. Yeah. Which are, in fact, living beings. Oh,
0: that actually would be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah?
2: yeah. Oh. There Other- we go.
1: Other horror thing I wanted to talk about uh, the the sheer wonderfulness of the uh, where is it what is it that was um, was that space station the Alien Isolation no 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 it was the one Mike was playing he started playing it before prey? you guys moved prey that's the one
0: oh yeah,
2: yeah. prey. Um, yeah. Definitely the, starts off as kind of a The of,
1: Mimics. The yeah. Mimics that, you know, take the form of random objects in the room and then spring out to jump scare you and also murder your face. That's right. Their jump scare is their specialty though. Yeah. Ah, I'm a mimic. I was this coffee cup all along. <laughs> That's their MO. And then, you know, they start getting bigger, right? Scarier and nastier. Until and the predator comes after you. What is Wait, it called? Like the nightmare. The, nightmare. the, the nightmare. nightmare. Yeah.
3: Like predator, as in like
0: versus alien. No, no, no. So like the night, the the nightmare is this giant amorphous uh, blob of like dark energy and typho, typhoon typh- typhoon type typhon energy that like like squeezes its way into a room and hunts you down. Oh, I've seen you deal with that before. Looks yeah. fun, and you can either like hide, which run I, away, which I really do like the option of like, yeah, just kind of like duck down somewhere and put your head in between your legs and just pray that it for doesn't five minutes for five minutes and just pray it doesn't find you. Ah, pray. Ah! <laughs> oh my Ooh.
3: goodness, we're on a roll. The spookiest of puns. Oh
0: my gosh, the spookiest tonight is a night of puns. Tremble, mortals. Tremble,
1: mortals and despair, for your doom has come to this world. I sorry, did, did I blacked out there for a second? What happened? Did somebody say that out loud? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um I actually I do agree though that like how that game utilizes jump scares really well because they're not scripted. They just like if and you can avoid them. You have the ability to identify uh, mimics.
2: Not at first, you don't. Not at first, yeah, you for the move. first like two or three hours. they just You just gotta huh. whack them, you gotta whack every item in the room with a wrench. What is it,
0: you you walk into a room and there's a bunch of
2: chairs just together and you're like, oh no. You're like, that's too many chairs. <laughs> <laughs> One of those is probably a mimic. Uh, there's too many chairs. So there, there's some, why I like Prey so much is that there's some really clever, emergent gameplay that comes from some of those situations. How so? So... I guess this specifically isn't that emergent, but uh, the chairs example is a good one because early on in the game, you have this room with, like, I think three desks. And then in this one corner, there are just, like, four chairs stacked on top of each other. Mm. And so it's like, if you are paying very careful attention and you look around the room and see that there are only three desks, you can say, that's kind of weird. There should only be three of them. Just too many chairs. Yeah, and that applies throughout the game. It's, Interesting. it's like, why would there be two coffee cups on one desk? Stuff like that. What are you
0: drinking, two cups of coffee at once? Absurd. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: one does that. And then you beat both of the coffee cups. And neither of them is a mimic.
0: And you're like, oh my god, he does. They were. <laughs>
2: Monster. Uh. I'm a two-fisted coffee drinker.
1: <laughs> My adventuring party walked into a bar, the bartender told a joke, we laughed, the table laughed, we stabbed the table, the table died because it was a mimic. It was a good time all around. Classic.
0: Wow. We all
3: lovely. That one's for you, Nick.
1: Um But hey, yeah.
3: Please elaborate.
1: Uh, one of our co hosts who is no longer with us. Oh yes, I've Because he's him. dead. The fabled Nicholas Colson who right. no longer resides in Iowa City, but who Shout out to told you. a version of that joke like every time we sat down. Shout B&D out table. to
0: you, Nick Spirit of Nick Colson, you spooky phantom of the ether.
3: Was he a mimic himself?
0: Maybe. He Um, could have been. Legend to
1: include mimics in.
0: That's true, and I'll be honest, guys. I never saw Nick and a mimic in the room at the same time together.
1: Hmm. Mimics
3: are a fun character to put in games.
0: They're very fun.
1: Remind me to throw a mimic into the Star Wars campaign. No, 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 no. What?
3: No, no. Gates could attest to this if he was here. But one of the worst characters I had ever put in a tabletop RPG. His whole premise was his whole family was murdered by mimics, so now he's a huge tweak out in the world, terrified of everything around him, and would constantly attack any inanimate object he would come near. He did not last long, as my party had hated me. <laughs> in and out of character for playing him. <laughs> that a you know,
1: I love you, man, but I really can't say I blame them for that. Yeah. Oh, no, not at like, all, because
0: I, we can't... There's have way you a... could have gone, gone about it and been like, there's too many chairs, and how many tables we got in here? Ooh...
3: Well, it really it a lot, really, of, a lot I, of tables in here. <laughs> I realized this when I went way too far and as we we came across this bridge And there were these dudes trying to shake us down on the bridge. They're like, hey, what are you doing here? You know, we're going to take your stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah? And I run right up to them. And I don't attack them. I start to attack the bridge they're on. I'm like, yeah, I'll show you. They're like,
0: This
1: mimic you're on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait till I wake up this mimic. Excuse me, sir. What medication aren't you taking? Because I'm pretty sure I could make a fortune reselling it on the black market. All of them.
0: Uh, That does sound. Horribly terrifying.
1: <laughs> Speaking of horribly
0: terrifying, for those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to 89.7 carry K- or 89.7 FM KUI, UI, Iowa City, Iowa City's former sound alternative. You're listening to Pixel Hunt a show about all things video game. But today, all things spooky, 8-bit and terrifying.
3: This whole radio show is a mimic.
0: That's correct. We are actually just one singular organism speaking in different voices. That would be pretty cool. And yeah. then the microphones grew mouths and
3: ate us. Yep. For you are one, but we are many.
0: You ever seen The Thing? It's like that, it but, just... a, but an entire radio st- station. Cool. <laughs> ew. Yeah, really big ew. Um, so yeah, I, I actually think that like I I I actually really would love a game or a gamified version of uh, a of like I'd love it if they took the the mold, the mold for Danganronpa and did a thing. I would actually like if Telltale was still around, I would love to see a Telltale thing. Uh, John Carpenter's the thing where the the person who's the thing changes every time or there's a couple of different elements that shuffle each time a game is played, and you have to figure out by careful deduction who the thing is.
2: What, and then you'd hold a class trial? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> if, if the elements shuffle and you actually have to figure things out, yeah. you shouldn't give it to Telltale. That's a good point. Well, yeah. they're doing around anymore, so they yeah. can't touch it. Yeah, so they can't, they can't do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, hey, maybe if we had a time turner.
0: Special, special guest, the ghost of Telltale
2: Games oh, here on the show. They're sitting right it. over there. The time warp
3: again. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> R.I.P. Telltale. All right, we're going T-tale. into time warp,
1: guys.
0: R.I.P. Telltale gone too soon. No.
1: F- were they really though?
2: Yeah, yeah no. We, I think gone far, <laughs> far after they should have been based correct. on their business practices. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: But I, I would have. I, I actually like just because we've been playing a ton of Danganronpa. I actually really loved the idea of the Who Done It. Um, and I, I think you could actually... There's a, a, a pretty interesting way that you could have it where it's like, there's a, you know, we're all trapped in this estate and there's a murderer going around killing people and we have to figure it out. And while you figure it out, people keep dying. Wouldn't that be fun? Could do a
1: murder party. Yeah. Like an Agatha Christie type deal. Yeah. So there was there was a Jim Butcher novel in which the protagonist had been murdered at the end of the previous novel oh. and spent the subsequent novel trying to find his killer and figure out who had motivated him. As a like, spooky ghost. He knew yeah, he was he was a ghost and he knew like who had actually pulled the trigger, but the trigger was a hired assassin. So he's trying to figure out okay who paid this guy to kill me ah. and why. Um, using his ghostly ways as uh, more like his ghostly limitations I mean he was he was a wizard before right being a ghost was actually a huge restriction bar the ability to walk through walls that's true Um, and so he's like going and talking to dead people and the only people he can really interact with are mediums and so suddenly his only way to interact with the world is through people who are perceived as crackpots right um, that must be great. It would. I, I feel like being the ghost in a murder mystery would be a really fun story to tell. There's a game. It's
0: called Murdered Soul Suspect.
3: Yeah, I, I was about to say exactly that, actually. Yeah,
0: it wasn't great. It's not a great game. It
3: was okay. I mean, I have it for free on my Xbox. It's fine. Is story kind of falls apart. Yeah, I believe that.
0: Okay, I want to see it done well. Exactly. I agree. Because that game, where that game excels is that, like, you're in uh, Salem, Massachusetts, which has, like, all of the ghost stuff. All, like, so much ghost activity. Because just, like, it's an it's old colonial America and whatnot. So there's a ton of stuff and a ton of different places that you can go. And, like, structures from the ghost world that were destroyed are still there. Um, so it's actually really interesting and compelling. The only issue is that, like, the gameplay is not that great. Like the investigations are not very fun. They're really linear. It's not. There's nowhere for you to like. You, there's no reason for you to really like think outside the box or try to put clues together because because the, the game will just kind of do that for you. And the you fight demons, and by fighting demons, you sneak up on them using stealth mechanics, and then press a button and then tap O to destroy the demons. Oh yeah, it's kind of dumb and lukewarm and like. Not how I think handling a game like that should go. I also like the idea of um, creating a, a game like that where you you suddenly find yourself... You are dead. And you are like, oh my god, what's happening? And then you have to kind of like navigate your way through the spirit world. I, like, I, I would love sort of like a reimagined Grim Fandango-esque adventure. I have an idea for you.
1: Yeah, what's that? Opening scene... Your character is murdered. Fair. You are somewhere in the the northeastern United States. And the more you investigate, the more you discover that your murderers are linked to some seriously funky and tentacle-coded cult activity. Yeah. Uh, Lovecraft and ghosts. You have to not only solve your own murder so that you can move on, but... Delay the solution of your own murder long enough to stop the activity of the cult so that they don't summon an eldritch horror because you are the only one who knows.
0: <laughs> that seems actually all right. Let's uh, yeah, mix your Call of Cthulhu with your ghost game murdered soul Cthulhu, circle of safety, circle of safety, circle of safety. That is a reference to the new Red Dead. Uh, was play the that-
1: circle, I thought it was shell. Shell
2: of safety. Shell of safety. Shell of safety.
0: Shell of safety. Shell of safety. Where you all gather around someone,
2: put your hands out. Yeah. Shell of safety. they turtle
0: god. Right. The turtle god.
3: What, god Gamora.
0: Yeah. Yes. No. I wish. <laughs> no, I um. I thought she died. What? What? We're, we're we're mixing our fandom. There's a whole lot what? happening. A lot of a lot of references <laughs> flying <laughs> left and right. <laughs> So all this show is—it's just a a maelstrom of media references. That's
1: just all our lives are, Malcolm. Good point. We you, we live in a society in which media immersion is pretty much constant. Yeah. So, yeah. And we communicate in memes. We
0: are the yeah,
2: <laughs> kind of our answer. There's no context. There's no content.
0: There's just memes. There is only the meme. <laughs> The maddening, unsure, spiraling abyss of memes. Yeah.
2: I'm I'm actually getting upset now. This this is horrifying. (laughs) Horrifying memes. Starting to realize that everything I've ever said has no meaning. Right. That nothing you say ever has meaning. That this entire show
0: has no meaning. There's no content. No. Everything you've ever said is a garbage post. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. Your
1: entire life is a garbage post, Michael. And as, he
0: s- <laughs> as it slowly dawns on you, this no. show isn't even real. It's all in your mind.
1: Ooh.
2: Well, that's kind of impressive, actually. I'll take that. Yeah? Yeah. That's, that's a pretty
1: good imagination if yeah, you can come show. up with all of us. Yeah, all four of us. And then
2: broadcast it.
1: <laughs> and
3: then your imagination uploads it to SoundCloud
2: <laughs> Yeah, oh, where should this go? What SoundCloud. an amazing
0: what an, what an amazing segue into horrifying shilling. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: are you ready to sell out? Because I am because if you like what you heard, you can go find us on SoundCloud. Just look up Pixel Hunt. We'll be the one with the most subscribers. Zing to all the other pixel hunts. (laughs) Low hanging fruit, but we got it. (laughs) So, if you like what you heard, you can find us online. You can also find previous episodes of ours on, uh, if you just go onto SoundCloud, look up Pixel Hunt, uh, leave a comment. We actually received a comment from somebody asking us to look into a game called Cube World, and I am interested. I did a little preliminary research, and it's certainly something that I would like to bring up further. But again, leave a comment. Something that you might want us to look into, we would be happy to check stuff out. We, like, I I don't know, I just enjoyed talking about it. When we did do it before with that Harry Potter thing, we managed to find something so much more. And hype ourselves up so much more. So yeah, if you like what you heard, you can find us on SoundCloud, or you can at me on Twitter, at ApixelHunt. Send us pictures of your pets. All right. Yeah, please.
2: That that is what the internet is for. Please right? go ahead. I, if cat you'd like, pictures. yes. Yeah,
0: or dog pictures, whatever pet you got,
3: or
1: I'll iguana take it. pictures. Tyler, you, you guys, guys remember grumpy
2: cat?
3: Yeah, dude, remember <laughs> Neon cat? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, what was that about communicating entirely in memes? Oh no, <laughs> the memes have hit critical mass. It's already been verified. So,
2: Kenai I I has live up to it. cheeseburger.
0: Oh. oh, those are some spooky memes. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna bring it
2: back to chemistry cat. Yeah, oh, oh, chemistry. They, I can
0: feel the impact font. Velociraptor. <laughs> I think I might. I
2: think I might leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting too gross love, in here. I love the velociraptor. Oh yes. come on. <laughs> oh, We're no. just,
0: are you? We just reminiscing of the ghosts of memes past? Yes.
3: They're so old. <laughs>
0: Truly ancient, devastating. A lot memes. of these were memes when I was in high school.
3: Oh lordy, badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. <laughs> you
0: Should be ashamed of yourself. You should be absolutely ashamed.
1: Okay, so here's the Earth.
3: Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't even
1: know what that is. It's such an it's old The end meme. of the world.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, it's, it's so old. I remember all of
0: these. Mike, I'm starting to feel like I'm going insane. You yeah. are.
2: We're done. It's, it's
0: too I, horrifying. You uh, <laughs> need to stop. It's like at the Mountains of Madness when you witness something, when you, when your eyes, when you lay eyes upon the old memes. <laughs> the old memes will rise again.
1: When you behold the chaos that has no form. It shall overtake your mind shred your soul. And then I heard That's a
2: voice. exactly what memes are. Yeah, and the then chaos with no form. And then I heard the a primordial voice primordial soup. Out. Yes. <laughs> I heard a voice call
0: out from the maddening abyss. Can I has cheeseburger? <laughs> I ran screaming out of that horrifying abyss.
3: Here comes that boy. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: Horrifying. So yeah, really the, the the spookiness in this is the memes. The horrifying memes. Um, but yes, I believe that in a way, if we were to be given some kind of terrifying game that followed these parameters, not memes, God, I hope not, but I think it'd be interesting to see a, a whodunit game in the vein of Rampa, but marketed towards uh, American audiences, or even like, what is it like uh not necessarily like a Japanese anime game, uh, but rather I, I kind of want to see more uh horror- like horror logic puzzles.
3: you mean to tell me you don't want it to be a Japanese anime game? I
2: mean, it can be. It would be nice to have a wider audience It would be for nice.: uh, just <laughs> that you know. type of game because people would play it.: Yeah, it's just fun. make it a Battle royale and then uh, <laughs> just make Dann <laughs> a battle oh, royale. It already is, and then
3: people will play it. I mean, yeah, it kind of already is. Exactly. Just Monokumas They're almost there. Yeah.
0: My favorite jump scare, though, has to be when we were, like, talking and, like, where's Monosuke? And then he, like, jumps out of nowhere. <laughs> we were playing Danganronpa 3, and, like, one of the... There's a group of characters known as the Monocubs, which are little psychopathic little bears. And one of them, like, they they do morning announcements and evening announcements, and during one of the announcements there were only three of the four shown and I was like oh I wonder where the fourth one is and as soon as I said that the fourth one jumps out of the screen and like does a close up and like Mike and Tyler like saw me go oh god ah." (laughs) just like a I'm some kind of old woman just like oh no oh get it away Ah." my heavens 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 to Micah Troy exactly I'm sorry that was a little my constitution's so weak. Oh no! The vapors. Uh, the vapors. They're upon me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go out to the porch and have a mint julep. <laughs> uh, get me some bourbon.
2: I love how. Do, do you mind if I out you here a little bit? Out me. How, how, how you watch horror movies? <laughs> like a like a scaredy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah you're just, dude, I, I totally keep, do I keep, too. I do that. When, I like yeah, keep yeah. My, when 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 the tension really ratchets up. You you start to creep your hands on your face and then they slowly move more and more up and i always watch it happen until you are actually peeking through your hands correct
1: because i am a scary child to be fair i watched alien with a pillow up against my chest and for the most part like over my face for most of
2: it the movie is still scary it holds up
1: yeah no, you're right, Mike. I am a big,
3: I'm a big
0: scary no, Okay, and I do that to I think protect it's, myself. I think it's
2: it's it's hilarious <laughs> and also really charming. Oh,
3: great! Thanks. I can't blame you for it, Malcolm. When we saw Halloween not too oh long ago, God. the new one, oh. like I had my hat on, and when it got really intense and scary, I'd like uh, <laughs> and hide there under it. There were some it. good scares. Man. There were some real good scares. A yeah. really good movie. You guys should check it out, though. Absolutely. As it I, is Halloween, that scared me.
0: Ha- Halloween recommendations for Halloween on Halloween.
1: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Would madness be this? Oh my god. What's going Like, what are we? We're a joke, Malcolm. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no. I'm a joke. You are what you eat. We are meme. That's true.
0: I do eat a and lot of memes. And pizza rolls. And memes.
1: Um, So,
0: Mike... I, I also wanted to punctuate the end of tonight's episode with something that like we can continue to have a bit of discussion, but I just wanted to play something for you guys. Um just if you if you wouldn't mind, I'm just gonna just gonna play it. Yes, sir. Wow. That's right. Whoa. That's right. I found it. Yes. I found it! Yes! That's right! We-
2: it's Truly sound scary. Effects.
0: Truly scary.
2: That was scary. It's that was boom. way too many sound effects you just used.
0: It's Boom Cougar. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm oh, sorry. No. Boom Cougar. This boom is, is Boom Cougar. Called. It is a. It's a sound <laughs> board that I've only heard about in the
2: legends. <laughs> I found it. This is bad. Do not click it again. Oh.
3: There was no cougar.
2: Oh, looks like it's uh, lacking the cougar. Looks like it's too late. Oh, if
3: no. only like the cougar waited until like. Oh. Dis- <laughs> 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 All right, I
0: am done. He's just That's
2: interrupting it. us now.
0: It's <laughs> I am, rude. I am done. But I just thought I would bring that up as a nice little little Halloween treat. It's <laughs> nothing scarier than explosions
1: and a cougar. Terrifying. I just, feel like there are many things scarier than both explosions and cougars. But what about explosions and cougars together?
2: And when they interrupt you, pretty smoothly. I, I still feel
1: like there are many things scarier than both than all Can of the these. Can the cougar things? just stop interrupting me, please? <laughs> I'm just I trying just to get through. Talk. I'm just Can you to... just stop playing the boom <laughs> cougar? I <I'm> just <laughs> gotta get through my segment, guys. <laughs> I <just>
2: guys <laughs> what I have never. to say is really important, and you keep interrupting me with the boom cougar.
0: I well, I would if I could get through <laughs> a sentence without a boom
1: cougar interrupting. Me. <laughs> I just wanted to tell this Warcraft anecdote, guys.
2: <laughs> you just start. We got, we got to have more guests on. Yep. Yeah, until just, we ship mean, to. We're, we we're just going we devol- to devolve
0: into the Eric Andre show equivalent of a radio show where it's like you bring people on and then you just start like playing really weird noises and asking them really inappropriate questions about video games. But then you
1: quickly leave video games and you're like. So? And then interrupt them repeatedly with Boom Cougars. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Well, let's just hope no one listens to this show so that they won't be able
1: to catch on. There we go. Nice. All four of you folks out there in the audience. That's um, right. We're going to... Well, somebody might find you later tonight with a memory charm, but you won't remember about it. That's right. don't worry about it.
0: You'll never... Yes. But you can always find us back up online on SoundCloud. (laughs) Ha ha! Yeah. Shilly. You are shameless. I... Absolutely. Like, I... I have no soul. Uh, it was taken from me a long time ago. By
3: the boom cougar. By the
0: boom cougar. <laughs> and I'm trying very slowly to pay my debts. To the boom cougar. <laughs> they say that... <laughs> on a night... Much like tonight. Um. But yeah. So... It, it, at least for the most part... This is the, the the horrifying reality that we have to live with. Though... I am very excited for the future of horror games. I believe that uh, they're really starting to come into their own and we've m- hopefully started to move out of the more kind of like dime a dozen schlocky horror that we-, we saw a lot of during the Steam like heyday where like a bunch like everyone of their mother made a horror game and now we're really starting to get some interesting ones like The Evil Within 2. Uh, I'm
1: excited for like the. For Call of Cthulhu. Uh, I got that game. and I'm real excited to play it. Oh, man. I just pray God we're moving out of the control scheme as horror genre. I hope so,
2: too. No, yeah. that was the best. What that you, was the best. Are you, you talking about tank controls? What? Tank controls? Yeah, tank controls. You, You're were talking the- about horror games with bad controls. No, those- I'm
1: talking about games that are in other genres that become horror games because you can't control them. Adequately. Cough,
2: Red Dead 2. <laughs> right. Okay.
0: But tank controls... You know what, Mike? I'll,
1: I'll jump onto this
0: proverbial bullet. I tank love controls. Tank controls. <laughs> I love tank
2: controls. You love tank controls? What is that? I miss you- you- tank controls. So,
0: like, it's like stable camera so that if you're moving forward and the camera angle changes, you're still moving forward, Yeah, right?
2: so if, if you're pushing forward on the stick, you will always move forward regardless of where the camera is. Ugh. And then if you want to turn, you, you know, move it to the right and you will turn to the Right.
3: That is... Who thought of this? A well, monster. It,
2: it works with, like, Resident Evil and Silent Hill. You play, if you played Silent Hill, well, you played with tank controls. It, so, yeah, it's... when Since the camera is constantly changing, it makes sense. And, honestly, if you play the original Resident Evil now, uh, the HD remaster of the GameCube remake... Mm-hmm. You can turn off those tank controls, and the game is way too easy. Well, the game
0: becomes, like, breathtakingly easy.
2: Yes, because, yeah, part of the fun was it was difficult to run around enemies. And when you don't have the tank controls, you can do that real easy Mm. because you have complete one-to-one control. I
0: suppose. And while, Mike, I may not agree with your spooky control schemes, (laughs) I respect them.
2: Thanks. I mean, <laughs> have you tried playing
0: it? I've like some tank controls. I've done some tank control stuff, um, and I actually like. I think it's pretty interesting. I like. I think when it's done well, it's done really well. As is with, as is the case with, like most of the Resident Evil series.
2: Yeah, because I, I don't think they're necessarily bad. They can be done poorly. Yes, but in the games where it is done well, it it works. It is effective, and it makes the game more difficult, and it makes you a lot more vulnerable. Which I, I actually think, the question we never answered. Yes. Uh, like, the future of horror, where it's it's going from here. Yeah. Um, I, I like a lot of the horror games in the past few years, uh, especially the really creative ones, like, Inside. Um, Inside is amazing. Yeah, so, it, like, the the horror games in the indie scene are fantastic and incredibly creative, and I'm just very happy that those games are able to get out into a large market now especially something like inside uh but i think we still haven't really gotten out of the uh the the first person survival horror game that's yeah with like amnesia
0: yeah i'll uh, yeah you got your amnesias you got your outlasts yeah which
2: some of them are good but there's just so many. There, there's a lot of them, and also, they're still called survival horror games, despite lacking, I think, that vulnerability right. that the older survival horror games had. Not in the sense that, like, they take away they take away all your weapons. You have no weapons in Amnesia or mm. PT, or, uh, so you... Do you in Outlast? No, you don't.
0: No, in Outlast, you have you literally have no a camera. Right. That's what I thought.
2: So... I think that, at this point, is kind of an artificial way to make the player feel vulnerable. I think it works to a degree.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: But there's no actual consequence for ever dying or getting caught in any of those games. Because because you're immediately right back in. You don't lose anything. In the older survival horror games, you would lose progress uh, if you didn't get to a save point. Right. You were constantly afraid of entering a room because there were legitimate consequences of... Getting killed and not being smart enough, given the situation you're facing,
0: it's also one of the reasons I actually, I actually, I liked the ink ribbons from the Resident Evil games. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed and that. I'm, where they it's like it you have seven. to, you have to carry a number of saves with you, and you have to, like, you got to use them to save. Yeah, they didn't bring it back in seven. Yeah, they did. Oh, no, they didn't. Yeah, what, how? In the hardest mode. I oh, in the hardest ink mode, ribbons. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I've never seen that one. Yeah. I've only, yeah, I've only seen the one where you just go to a tape recorder and like, or an answering machine, save your
2: progress. Yeah, answering machine, yeah. But yeah, okay. Those things no one has anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, you're in a, you're in a backwoods uh, estate in Dolby, Louisiana. That's real spooky. Oh, Oh, yeah. The scary part is not the monsters. It's the culture. <laughs> Spooky, yeah. <laughs> the it's the accents, it's
2: the accent, not the zombie family.
0: Welcome to the family, son. Yeah,
2: and you're like, Oh, god, Ooh. oh, that family dinner, yeah, Oof. reminds just, me of my family dinner. The most terrifying part is the conversation, yeah, <laughs> of having to speak to your family. <laughs> <over there>. <laughs> <laughs> um. So having to speak to your down south family, right? When you go to visit yeah, like your down off. south,
0: family and they're like, So, what are you doing with your life? and you're like, oh, Nothing you want to know about. Let me out, <laughs> someone help me. <laughs> you desperately are like, A police officer comes to your door, and you're like, Listen, man, you got to give me that gun, I got to get out of here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that part's great, too. I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, and the cop's just like, like what? what are you no. talking about? Here's a knife. <laughs> he still gives you a knife. He gives that. you a whole knife, yeah. which is like, that's a lot. It's pretty good.
0: Oh, man, he also gets shoveled pretty hard.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets his face shoveled off <laughs> entirely. Oh, uh, spoilers. Well, not, it not happens really.
0: like two hours into the game. Um, if that. And like, it's... It's actually like that that like that genre it's actually a genre that they I don't think they cover enough in horror games which is like the the sh, the the schlocky 80s horror where it's like evil dead type stuff where like yeah it's like it's self-aware yeah self-aware where like ridiculous kills and like I mean like the new uh, Friday the 13th game does a, a, a pretty good job of like ridiculous Jason kills and like the like so there's that at least. Um, but yeah I I think we're we're nearing the close so do you guys have anything else to say to our adoring public before we leave or our fans or people listening or people who have the radio on and can't and can't be bothered to turn it to a different channel
3: have a super spooky night
0: have a super spooky night drive safe be careful out there yeah watch yourself Mike anything
1: I got nothing nothing remember your insulin shots kids yeah it's true
0: Alright, everybody. Uh, Thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, We will see you guys next week and ladies and gentlemen happy Halloween.